Welcome to Oy Vey Isn't the Strategy, Success Solution for Work and Life, with Deborah Grayson Regal, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Jcast Network, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast, 36 Signs of Self-Confidence. I'm your coach, Deborah Grayson Regal. A couple of weeks ago, I noticed something very strange going on in my kitchen. My 11-year-old son, Jacob, was attempting to hypnotize my 11-year-old daughter, Sophie. And I heard Jacob say, look into my eyes, you are getting sleepy. Now, I don't know where he learned this, probably from some TV show, but what I was really curious about was what he was trying to hypnotize her for. I thought, is he trying to hypnotize her to get her to clean up his room so that she wouldn't reveal something that he'd done that he didn't want me to know? Or maybe she, he was trying to get her to eat his vegetables without me knowing. So I went over to him and interrupted the uh, hypnosis process, which I don't think was going to work anyway. And I said, Jacob, what are you trying to hypnotize Sophie to do? And his answer stunned me. He said, I'm trying to hypnotize her to be less confident. Whew, I have to admit, I took a breath out of that one, and I thought about what he meant. And when I think about my daughter, Sophie, one of her leading positive characteristics, among many, is that she has a level of self-confidence that is beyond her years. I don't think it's anything that she learned along the way. I think it was something that she was probably born with. And her self-confidence is really evident in, in so many ways. She completely believes in herself and her own abilities. She trusts herself more than she trusts anybody else to get things done and get them done right. She operates in a meritocracy. She ultimately believes that life is fair and that if you work hard enough, you will reap the rewards of it and that all she needs to do is to continue doing good work, even at fifth grade level, and she will get what she needs out of this life. I really feel like I learn a tremendous amount from watching Sophie operate in a world with a sense of, I can do it, I know that I'm good enough, and I know that I've got what it takes to make it in this world. I I would love to say that I had that level of self-confidence. Even more, I'd love to say that I've taught her that level of self-confidence. But that seems to be something that she was born with. Now, I must say that I'm a pretty confident person in some areas of my life. I'm confident as a coach. I'm also confident when I know that there's somebody or something that I shouldn't be coaching and it's probably a good idea to refer them to somebody else. I'm very confident as a speaker. I'm confident as a mom and a wife. And I'm probably confident about a few other things. Oh, I know, uh, making Shabbos dinner. I'm pretty confident that when I make a Shabbos dinner, people are really going to enjoy themselves, enjoy the company, and enjoy the food. And of course, there are certain areas of my life where I lack confidence. Now, interestingly, I recently published a book called Oy Vey Isn't a Strategy, 25 Solutions for Personal and Professional Success. And despite the fact that I write a syndicated column in the Jewish press, I've recently started contributing to Forbes.com, and I have a book under my belt, I really don't feel like a very confident writer. It's something that I just fell into as opposed to other things in my life where I deliberately set out to get them. And part of my job as I continue to write 
is to build up my self-confidence and actually feel like I can call myself a writer the way that I call myself a coach, a speaker, a trainer, a mom, and a cook. So that's an area of work for me. Why is confidence so important? Well, I can tell you that when we see people who are less than confident, it actually makes us nervous. When we see people who are apologizing, uh, self-deprecating in a way that feels uncomfortable for us, people who perhaps get up in front of a room and really lead with a sense that they don't have a command of themselves or of their topic, it starts to make us feel uncomfortable in their presence. And what is so important, the glue of most relationships, is feeling comfortable in each other's presence. So confidence is something that helps us feel comfortable with one another, gives us an opportunity and a reason to connect, and also gives us an opportunity to learn from other people because people want to contribute. And people who are confident know that they have a lot to contribute. People who are confident also know that not only do they have a lot to contribute to people and to organizations, but they have a lot to learn as well. It seems to be the people who are less than confident who act as if they've got nothing to learn. And in fact, overconfidence, in my opinion, often masks a lack of confidence in, in many ways. So what we're going to share today are 36 signs of self-confidence, 36 attitudes and behaviors that you can see on yourself and certainly see on the people around you to know if you are behaving in a self-confident manner. Now, as I start to share the list with you, you might say, oh my goodness, I'm supposed to have all 36 of these? Absolutely not. The purpose of the list is for you to be aware of what it is that you already have that's a part of your confidence, what it is that are some areas to work on because you're almost there but not all the way, and then what are some areas that you really don't yet have under your belt, and when you recognize some things that you might not have under your belt but are development opportunities for you, what I invite you to do is identify somebody in your personal or professional life who's demonstrating this sign of self-confidence, demonstrating the attitudes and behaviors associated with it, and ask them what they might be able to teach you about it so that you can include this in your own persona of self-confidence. Ready for the 36? Okay, here we go. So, one sign of self-confidence is that you can easily name your personal and professional strengths. You know what you're good at, you can name them, and you feel pretty confident that the people around you would agree. Number two, you like being you. Are there parts of you that you'd like to work on? Absolutely. But in general, you are the kind of person that you can live with. Number three, you surround yourself with high-quality people. So people who are self-confident attract other people who are self-confident. And when people think of you, they think of you as well as the group of people that you surround yourself with. And pretty much it's a, it's a bunch of people who bring quality to their work and to their lives. Number four, you can laugh at yourself. When I first met my husband, Michael, one of the qualities about me that he told me that he liked about me was that I didn't take myself too seriously. And he really appreciated that. And I think now almost 
14 years into a marriage, I continue to be able to laugh at myself. And I'm also really clear when there's something going on that I don't want to be laughed at and I have no problem advocating for my needs. Number five. I'm a positive person. So positive people are not people who never get down, who never have a bad day, uh, and who never struggle with hints of pessimism. But in general, if you think of yourself as a positive person, and equally as important, if the people in your life think of you as a positive person, that's a pretty good sign of self-confidence. Number six, you're resilient in the face of challenges. Face it. We are all going to get knocked down, but our willingness and ability to get back up when times are hard are part of what make us feel confident in ourselves and help other people feel confident about us. Number seven, I don't worry what others think of me. So let's put a caveat around that. If everybody thinks that you're a schmuck, that's probably something worth considering. But if you know that you are doing what you need to be doing, you're open to feedback, and in general, you are committed to a course of action without spending too much time worrying, what is this person going to say? What is this person going to think? Am I going to be uh, under scrutiny? Then you're a pretty self-confident person. And again, it doesn't mean that you don't ask others for their opinion and that you don't take their feedback to, into consideration, but it means that you don't make decisions and take action actions completely based on other people's opinions. Number eight, I look in the mirror and I like what I see. And that's both internal and external. Everybody's got parts of their physical presence, that uh, physical appearance that they'd like to improve. But if in general you can look at yourself and say, sure, room for improvement, but in general I'm pretty happy with what I see there, that's pretty self-confident. And in addition, when you look in the mirror and you like what you see inside, that's probably even more important. Number nine. I'm good company to be around. If you have friends and family who enjoy being with you and spending time with you, that's going to make you feel confident about the kind of person that you are and the kind of contributions you make to the world. Number 10, I am not afraid to make mistakes. Look, nobody wants to have massive screw-ups that are under their belt. Nobody wants to mess things up publicly. But if you know that you're willing to go out there, try, make mistakes, and learn from your mistakes, that's a pretty confident person. And I would also add to that is a willingness to talk about your mistakes. So it's one thing to go out and make mistakes. It's another thing to try to cover up those mistakes before anybody finds out. Sharing your mistakes and what you've learned from them is a wonderful way to project self-confidence. Number 11, I don't doubt my own ability. Now, of course, that's not for everything in life, but when you are taking on something that you know you can do, when doubt creeps in, you already have some kind of script to help you manage the doubt and move on and take on your confidence in your own ability. Number 12, I know what I want in my life and I am moving towards it. I keep a list in my office of the things that I want out of my work life in particular. And when I'm wondering, is the activity that I'm engaged in something that I'm supposed to be doing? I take a look at the list that I have and I decide whether the activity is moving me towards it or moving me away from it. And if it's moving me away from it, I scrap it or I delegate it. This isn't just true in our work lives. This is something that we should do in our in our personal lives as well, is know what we want for ourselves and move towards it. Will setbacks occur? 
Of course, setbacks are going to occur. But if in general, you're moving towards who you want to be and what you want out of life, you're heading in the right direction. Number 13, I am in control of my life. Now, I have to say that there are parts of my life that absolutely feel out of control. But in general, like my daughter Sophie, I believe that life is a meritocracy. I believe that while things will inevitably happen that I weren't, wasn't able to control, more often than not, if I work hard and treat people well, I will reap the rewards of that. Number 14, I know my weaknesses and I'm working to minimize them. So, do I have weaknesses? Of course not. I'm a professional coach. Just kidding. I have plenty of weaknesses, plenty of areas where I need to work on my character, I need to work on my skills, and I need to work on my relationships. And I am working to make sure that those weaknesses shrink while my strengths grow. Number 15, I've succeeded in the past and I will succeed in the future. I think that for myself, one of the greatest things to ever happen to me was starting my public speaking experience at a really young age. I started at around 14 as a competitive public speaker in high school, and that put a lot of success under my belt early on. And I've been able to use that success in in a career sense, and whether it's a professional success or personal successes, if you believe that you've got successes under your belt that are predictive of future successes, you're going to come off as pretty confident. Number 16, I'm always thinking of ways to be more successful. I certainly am. I'm always asking myself, what can I do better? How could I do more with with less, with fewer resources and in less time? And I'm always thinking of ways to be more successful. Which leads me to number 17, I actively contribute to the successes of others. One of the ways that I have been successful in my work in my life is doing whatever I can without sacrificing myself or my own needs to help other people be successful as well. Last night, I spoke at an event where I was reading and signing my new book, and there was a fellow coach in the room, somebody who does exactly what I do. It would have been very easy for me, since I had the floor and I had the spotlight, to hog all the attention as the coach and not even address the fact that there was a a fellow professional in the room who does what I do. But I actually thought it would be the right thing to do to mention the fact that we had another coach in the room and actually call upon him for his advice and suggest that if people had questions, they could certainly come to me, but they could also come to this other coach in the room. He came up to me after the meeting and he thanked me for for acknowledging him and for helping boost him up. And I thought it was just the most natural way that I could to not only contribute to his professional success and persona, but to let the people in the room know that there were many resources in the room available to help them figure out how to achieve their goals, not just me. Which leads me to number 18, being a confident communicator. There are certainly situations that make me nervous, even as a communication skills professional. I don't like to deliver bad news. I don't necessarily like to confront people head on. But in general, I know that when I have practiced in my head and out loud saying what I need to say, I communicate pretty confidently. Number 19, I don't mind speaking in front of groups. Well, to me, that comes pretty naturally. If for you, that's something you struggle with, that's certainly something that you can get some training or coaching on. And I just happen to know a coach who could help you with that. 
Number 20, I can say no without guilt or fear. This is something that I'm still working on. I tend to say yes when I mean no or not now, but I'm learning that no sometimes is the best gift that I can give myself and my family. And sometimes when I say yes, when I really mean no, I don't do the kind of job that I want to be known for. Number 21, I don't get nervous when meeting strangers. I I have to say that this is something that I'm pretty good at. And if, in fact, you get nervous when meeting strangers, really the best way to overcome it is with practice meeting strangers. I know that sounds a little bit like exposure therapy where they put people in a cage with snakes who are afraid of snakes. But go to more and more events where you practice meeting strangers and you will find that confidence will grow. Number 22, I can keep a conversation going. So take some time to do some reading about perfecting the art of small talk. And again, going back to number 21, when you meet strangers, practice keeping the conversation going. Number 23, I'm not afraid to complain if I get poor service. Now, there's a way to complain that hurts people's feelings and is ineffective. And there's also a way to complain that's really about advocating for your needs. Do it that way. Number 24, I'm not shy about contributing my ideas at meetings. And number 25, I have no problem asking for what I want. This is about speaking up and knowing that you are somebody of value with ideas worth contributing. Number 26, I'm interested in what others have to say. This is about knowing that other people have ideas worth contributing as well. And one of the best ways to make solid connections with other people is being more interested than being interesting. People will appreciate that about you. 27, I can tell jokes with ease. That takes practice. It also takes a keen awareness of knowing when to tell a joke and when to hold off. But practice having a couple under your belt that you can pull out when you need them. 28, I enjoy having fun and relaxing. So I'm somebody who loves work, but I also know that I love play as well, and I take my play as seriously as I do my work, and I invite you to find some kind of fun or relaxing activity that you can really invest in. 29, I take pleasure in my achievements. So I was recently talking with somebody about my book, and I made a comment along the lines of, it occurred to me that if I wrote a book, it must not be that hard. And my colleague said to me, You would never let a client of yours get away with saying that. And I realized that one of the areas that I need to work in and work on is taking pleasure in my achievements and um, taking credit for what I've accomplished. So this is something that I'm working on, and I invite you to do that as well. Number 30, I never think that when I experience pleasure, it is undeserved. I know I work hard, and that's why I play hard, and I hope you do too. Number 31, I don't have to work hard at having fun. I'm pretty lucky. I have a job where fun is a big part of it, but if you find that fun is stressful for you, then you're actually defeating the purpose and shooting yourself in a foot, in your foot. Find a way to learn from people who you see have fun with abandon. Get down on the floor and play with a kid. Put your worries aside so that you can really engage in having fun. Having fun is a great way to ready yourself to go back to work. 32, when I succeed, I never respond by feeling defensive or anxious. If you have done something good, be willing to take the credit for what you've done and be willing to share with people what you've learned along the way, mistakes and all. 33, 
If others don't like me having fun, that's tough. If there is somebody who is looking down at you for taking a break, getting a manicure, going for a massage, playing with abandon, eating a popsicle on the front steps and letting it drip down your knees, that says something about them rather than you. Number 34, I smile a lot. I have to say that sometimes it's part of my job to smile, but more importantly, it's it's part of my personality and my confidence to smile. Number 35, I don't doubt my ability to do the job. I have the kind of work where I believe that I can get it done, and that's something that I want for you as well. If every day at work you are wondering, should I be doing this? Can I be doing this? Am I the right person to be doing this job? It's going to show at work and in your personal life as well. And number 36 out of 36, I can speak with ease to people in positions of power. So if people who hold the cards, who have the money, who are responsible for making decisions that affect you, intimidate you, I invite you, a lot like joke telling and networking and making small talk, to stop telling yourself stories about what these people think about you and know that you have something to contribute and to bring your self-confidence to every single meeting. It is with great confidence that I believe that there is something on this list that you are doing incredibly well and, in fact, people could learn from you. And it's also with great confidence that I believe that there are things in this list that are room to grow, not just for you, but for me as well. I invite you to step into your self-confidence and consider it a lifelong ambition to increase the kind of belief that you have in your ability to get things done and be the kind of person that people want to be around. I hope that we all have the kind of self-confidence that my daughter Sophie has, even at age 11. Looking forward to speaking with you next time. Take care. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Oive Isn't a Strategy. We invite you to write a review on our iTunes page and comment on our show page at jcastnetwork.org slash oive. The opening and closing music for the Oive podcast is Responsibility by Naomi Less. Her album, The Real Me, is available on Amazon, iTunes, and CD Baby.